Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 106. We're going to talk about recruiting tournaments and games in general and just coaches' attitudes, some things we want you to be thinking about coaches as uh, uh, you venture into the fall season, uh, whether it's uh, school ball or, or travel ball. Before we do that, though, let's talk about our sponsors. First off, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. It's a great way for you to save a little bit of money on a great bat and also help support everything fast pitch at the same time. Make sure you check out that EFP20 discount, whether it's baseball, softball, fast pitch. You can order any Anderson bat and get that 20% discount. If you're looking for a great bat and, uh, and a way to save a little bit of money, make sure you take advantage of that EFP20. Also, let's check out patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. Uh, thank you very much to our patrons. Those of you that are already supporting us, we truly do appreciate it. If you're in a position where you can become a patron, please consider doing so. Five, ten, or twenty dollars a month goes a long way towards helping us to continue to do what we're doing with everything fast pitch and coach prep. Coach Don and I um, certainly do appreciate the patrons that we have. Uh, but if you're in a position where you could help, if you see value in what we're doing, if it's something that's useful that you're listening to on a regular basis, if you're in a position to please kick in, help us out by becoming a patron. So Don, we hear it all the time. We're playing in a game and just not that much softball is happening. Coaches wasting time, coaches stalling, coaches wasting time at the end of the game to try to get wins. As we head into the fall recruiting season, I think it's a very valuable topic for us to talk about. But honestly, I think it's a good topic for us to talk about in general. And so some of you remember, Coach Don and I had this discussion about how much softball really gets played in a softball game. And so just to kind of refresh everybody's memory, I did a project this last summer. I was using a stopwatch to time actual time when the game was really in play. So the timer would start when the first pitch was thrown. So I would not use any of the warm-up any of the warm-up time or whatever. So and the watch would run until the last out of the inning, unless there was like a big timeout. If a coach went out and had a mound meeting or whatever, I would stop the clock. But then I would start it again. So every time that something could have been happening that was softball related, the clock was running. But then at the end of the inning, after the third out, as soon as the third out was made, I would stop the clock. While the teams warmed up and switched sides, I would wait. And then when the first pitch was thrown in the next half inning, I would start the clock again. So basically trying to see how much time out of the time limit we really spent. Because the way it works at most tournaments, as soon as the umpire ends the, the home plate meeting, the clock starts. Right. I know we talked about it in the Everything Fast Pitch podcast, but we played seven 90-minute games. Out of those seven 90-minute games, the most actual time we played in 90 minutes, the record amount was 32 minutes. Of the 90. Of the 90. All the rest of the time was wasted time in meetings, wasted time in huddles, wasted time in between innings. And so that's not even taking into account the let's all meet and have a handshake at after an out thing. 
That's not taking into account the waiting while everybody on the team does their happy dance, handshake, wave at each other. Waiting for all signals. That right. Waiting, yeah. So, so when the time was running was about a third of the time of a time limit game. Which doesn't seem like very much to me, Tori. Which doesn't seem like very much, but so it kind of comes back to this whole idea of if we're going to a recruiting tournament and the idea is for us to get our players recruited, we need to start to look at what we're doing as coaches and try to figure out ways that we can streamline everything that we're doing to get more game and less waste. More time. More game. Right. More, More actual softball than other stuff. The reason I wanted us to talk talk about it was that I'm already seeing coaches going out three, four times a game to talk to their pitchers during showcase games. Coaches stalling to kill time at the end of the game to stay to, ahead to, to stay ahead to win showcase games. Teams that do seriously have like a 30 second powwow around the pitcher's mound every time they get an out. Right. All those things are a problem. If we are really there with the goal of our players getting recruited and getting to be seen by college coaches, what I want our coaching friends to do is, especially if you're at the age group where you're taking your kids to these showcase events to be seen, streamline your operation, streamline what you're doing, start training your kids now so that they have the opportunity to show more and waste less time. Get them out there right after the home plate meeting have like you said less less high fives and and more showcasing i guess tori too how many times would we probably have two or three less kids get a chance to have an at bat and a chance to really shine and maybe do something special in front of a college coach if we weren't goofing off right right or not not goofing off no, but if, we are goofing off well, there's no nice way to say it yeah. we are goofing off or if we haven't yeah. as you termed it uh streamlined things to get uh, a maximized opportunity for the kids. Right. Yeah. And, and and so here's some things that I want us to ask our coaches. Do we really need our kids to huddle after every out? A pop-up gets hit to the second baseman and we have to have a huddle around the pitcher to have everybody high-five each other because she caught a pop-up. I'm just that, asking. That, that's maybe one more at bat. Right. Do we, we need to have a powwow around the, the pitcher and have everybody shake hands and do our little glove padding routine because we hit a caught a routine fly ball to the left fielder. Now, don't get me wrong. If something great happens, they should be excited, and they should celebrate it, and they should all run over to that girl that made that diving catch or did something really amazing and, and, and be able to celebrate that. After every strikeout. But, and, you know, yeah. but having a mound meeting after every strikeout, that kind of stuff is just dumb. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. Now, I think there's something you can do that would help your kids get recruited. If your pitcher gets a strikeout, your catcher should pop out of there and rifle that ball around the infield, go around the horn, quick, bing, bang, boom. She snaps it down to the first baseman or the third baseman, whatever your routine is. They fire the ball around the infield. They toss it to the pitcher, and they're ready to go. And the next batter's just barely getting in there. And the next batter's still walking up. That kind of thing, I think, helps your kids get recruited. The walk out to the mound and shake hands with everybody thing does not. Is one more productive? I think one's more productive because it allows your kids to show one more thing that they can do on the field that a college coach might be happy to see. You know, seeing that catcher pop out of there and throw a a nice, hard, sharp throw to whoever she's throwing it to when when you go around the horn. The first baseman 
popping off the off the base and snapping that throw right back to the shortstop, and it goes around the horn, bing, bang, boom, and it gets back to the pitcher before the next hitter's even up to the plate yet. Those kinds of things, I think, would be productive. Hustling in and out between innings? The meetings are unproductive. So it's time for us to go out on defense, and we have to stop at the dugout and wait for our coach, who was just coaching first or third, to get over there to tell us what positions we're going to so that we can waste another minute or two in every half inning. we got a pep talk, don't we? And, and, and to have one more pep talk, to have one more cheering session, to have one more reason to waste time before we get out there. So, you know, the, the rules have always been, or always used to be, that you had 60 seconds from the time of the last out to the time of the first pitch. The next time somebody goes to a game and sees that really happen, it's going to be the first time in a really long time. <laughs> I cannot remember the last time I've seen that kind of turnover. There was a high school team, a school uh, in Oklahoma, Tuttle High School, that had a good old school coach that wanted his players to get as much time as possible. And so they would have the pitcher throw one pitch. What The catcher would throw it down to second. It would go around the infield and be back in the pitcher's hand before the hitter even got up to the home plate for the first. Nice. Pitch of the inning. Yeah. And it was impressive. It, it got everybody's attention. You noticed those players because they weren't wasting time. So for our coaches that are getting ready to go to these showcases, you're spending a lot of money to be in these showcases. You're spending a lot of time and effort to go there. People are spending weekends in hotels, paying twice as much as they should for a hotel room. That's and a that's whole a whole other story. story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but so we're investing all this time and money in being there. Let's invest a little bit of effort in getting more time of actual softball versus all this other stuff. And if we start to keep track of it, next time you go watch your kid play, next time you go to one of your practices, go to one of your games, watch how much time is really being wasted. The 32-minute record on a 90-minute time limit is an eye-opener. It was an eye-opener to me. I figured it would be more than that, but I knew it wasn't going to be a at lot. Least, at least half. Yeah, I, yeah, I was thinking 45 minutes. Now, we had a couple that were like 26 minutes out of a 90-minute time limit. And that's still not real softball. That's still you know the pitcher taking signs, getting on the mound, getting ready to pitch. Yep, yep. You know That was still in that 26 minutes. If we really counted how much time the ball was actually you could in run the air, two watches there. Yeah, yeah. If, if if the time that the ball was really in the air, it's probably you know a few minutes on pitcher's movement. Yeah, till y'all, yeah. Um, so we know we're already wasting time. And so back to the original you know argument about if we're thinking about these as recruiting opportunities, does it really matter if you win the game? I'm gonna say it's always exciting to win, but I think in that it, setting, it's more important to take care of business, right? right? To get more at yeah. bats, to yeah. get more opportunities, to play more. If you're in a showcase game and you're the home team and you're winning, shouldn't you still want to get one or two more kids up to the plate if there's time left on the time limit to get one or two more kids seen? No doubt. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice to know that every kid on your lineup got two at bats this game because we hustled and we moved quickly and we got through, you know, we didn't waste as much time doing all this other stuff? And that might be that magic moment when right. they get seen. Again, some of the other stuff that you can be doing is still valuable. If you're throwing the ball around the infield, you know, one or two balls to each infielders quickly where the players are taking it seriously and throwing it like they mean it, there's some value in that. College coaches are watching that kind of stuff. But standing out there half-assing it, kind of throwing a ground ball, not really fielding a ground ball, and kind of lollipopping the throw over is just a waste. 
if we're meeting at the mound... Just as soon get it back to the pitcher and yeah. let's get on If we're meeting it. at yep. the mound after every out, that's a waste. If we're spending a ton of time in between innings figuring out who's playing where and all that stuff, that's a waste. Coaches, you should have that stuff all mapped out. There should be a board up in your dugout that says every two innings, here's where everybody plays on defense. They shouldn't even need you to coach themselves in a showcase. Right. Now, obviously, every once in a while, something changes. If the rotation works out that somebody only got one at bat, you know, one out worth of time because then time limit ran out and that inning probably doesn't really count. You know, we can adjust the rotation for the next game or whatever. But those kinds of things are unproductive and it's really hurting your players and it's really a waste of your time and money. No, I know. That's uh, that's interesting to see just how much time is wasted, Tori. And again, we spend a lot of money to go to these things, right? Right. Get the biggest bang for our buck. Yeah. And so the, the scoreboard we should be paying attention to, coaches, if you're going to a showcase to get your players recruited, is how many more at-bats they got, how many more chances they had to show what they can do. If your team goes 0-5, but your team plays at a high pace and hustles in and out and gets your kids more opportunities to be seen, to me, that's much more of a win than going 5-0 and for the weekend, but having to stall out uh, you know, 8 or 10 minutes of game time every game to make sure that you get the win. Right, that's a little shaky. And that kind of thing is unfortunately what we're seeing more and more of. And and the absolute uh, jackpot of all jackpots of time-wasting that just shows me how frustrating this can be, pitchers who are trying to walk hitters to waste a little bit more time, and the hitters that are swinging at pitches before the ball even comes out of the pitcher's hand to make sure they strike out faster so they can get one more inning in. Yeah. I mean, all that stuff is just dumb. If we wasted less time all the way along, we could We'd just be play, playing just play ball. Yeah, and in ninety minutes, if we really move along, we might actually play a seven inning game. Wouldn't that be a shocker? We should. Yeah. yeah, we 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 could, and we might if we start doing that. So so coaches, stop wasting time. Make sure that when you're going to these showcase events, you're going to these recruiting tournaments. Focus on recruiting, but you have to start training your kids now. You have to teach them that if somebody catches a pop-up, we don't need to have a powwow at the mound to celebrate. We should catch a pop-up. Get that next girl Yeah, up. let's get that next girl up to the plate as fast as we can because if we can get these three outs really quickly, we might get to hit a whole extra inning. We get more at-bats, yeah. Okay, so that's going to wrap up this edition of Coach Prep. That's number 106. Please make sure you check out Anderson Bat. Take advantage of that EFP20 discount. Become a patron if you can. Patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. Go to the fastpitchprep.com website. Order your Square Cuts training discs. They're $49.95 a dozen. And if you are serious about this game, you definitely need to have some of the Square Cuts training discs in your toolbox. For Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tori saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week. (laughs) 